unless you've been living under a rock this past week, you would have seen what I am calling and many are calling an attempted coup by white supremacist terrorists. They stormed the Capitol building. Guys, picture this. This is what people are calling the temple of democracy, to which I disagree, but they're calling it that. This is the equivalent of people storming a parliament building. This is a government building. This is where laws are enacted. This is where laws are passed that govern domestic policy and foreign policy. And it was overrun like it was a nightclub where people, people, people trying to get in the nightclub in South or something. So the real question I'm asking, how the hell was this allowed to happen? Because we know, we know, we saw the images over summer. We saw the heavily militarized law enforcement. We saw tanks deployed in streets to quell protesters, to quell those who are fighting for justice. But yesterday, as we were recording on Thursday, we saw government buildings overrun, which begs the question, what were the orders yesterday? Because we know the orders, if it were BLM protest, protesters, if it were people of color protesting, I can guarantee we would not have witnessed the same scenes. We saw people in the speaker's office. Guys, for co context, the, speakers, the, speaker, the role of the speaker in the United States is if the president and the vice president are ever incapacitated, the speaker becomes the de facto leader of the country. Her office was overran. People, were, people stole her mail, her post. So with me today to unpack this, I have my good friend, Arkham Rashid, who is a resident scholar. He's an imam. I'll post his bio. He's also the director of the Rewak Institute, and he's a graduate of Delaware Law School. Bro, thanks for joining me. What the hell happened, man? <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know where to begin. Like the whole, the whole of yesterday was insane from beginning to the end. Every single mm -hmm. picture that's the first come question I have of... to interrupt you with: sure, Are you surprised sure. it happened? I mean, it was shocking to an extent, but I'm not surprised that they were able to get inside the Capitol building. Really? Yeah mainly because I don't see it happening any other way. So I don't see this specific group storming into the Capitol and then being shot on site. I don't see that scenario mm. happening. So if that scenario were to take place, I would be <laughs> shocked. If, okay. you know, when this outcome took place, yes, I'm surprised. Yes, I'm, you know, shocked. But at the same time, not to the extent of the other possibilities that could have happened. Okay, let's unpack that then. Why are you not shocked that this group? could overrun the capital like that well i mean you tell me do you see the police shooting at this group of white individuals storming into the capital trump supporters storming into the capital a very specific mentality a very specific group within the united states if it were any other group without a doubt right this protest these what's going on would have turned out different and then the specific group that's storming in the types of comments they would have had about that protest would have been different as well We'll de we can definitely unpack that. But what I'm saying, let's, let's take a step further. You as an American, you knowing what you know about the Capitol building, how heavily securitized is it normally? How secure is it normally? Oh, oh, very secure. I mean, anybody that even visits the Capitol building knows how many securities and checks you have to go through. It's probably the most secure building within the government, within the country. Uh, you know, the White House, the Capitol uh, Hill building. All of these buildings have levels of security. It's not just, you know, you pass through security, you're good to go. These have levels of security. These have secret service members around them. These have Capitol Police around them. These have different organizations that are specifically put there to, to protect the Capitol building. Now, so the, there is yeah. no way. 
There is no way that this took place without an order from the top to say, oh, okay, we're not going to push back. We're not going to do this. There's no way, right? If they wanted, they could have easily shot to kill on spot. They could have easily fired back. They could have easily, you know, quote unquote. And again, I'm not saying those are better options. Those are viable options. I'm just saying that's definitely a possibility. And that definitely very likely would have been the outcome if the group were, imagine a bunch of brown Muslims in in traditional type of clothing doing that exact action. Do you think that it would not be shoot on sight? Right. Do you think that it wouldn't? Exactly. So there has to be an element of allowance from the security forces. So then why would they allow it in your in your in your opinion or from your perspective? Why was that allowed to happen? I mean, I don't know. I was allowed. (laughs) 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 Like, that's the whole question. Right. That's what everybody's asking. Like, how was this allowed and why is this level of hypocrisy being uh, displayed? And it's not only being displayed, it's it's almost as if they are mocking the entire country and all of its systems and all of the structures and all of the different groups of people that this is my country. This is what I can do. This is the privilege that I have. This is the privilege that I can display. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like I can go in and, and exactly, I can go in and sit on the speaker's chair, right? I can go inside offices, walk out with mail and not be the news articles out there won't say looting going on. I can go inside and, and pick up these monuments. The podium, and, bro. The, the podium. podium, podium got, <laughs> they took the and, podium. And, they, they were sitting where the Speaker of the House or where the Vice President chairs votes. Yeah, When there's a tie in the Congress, the Vice President yeah. normally breaks a tie. They were sitting in that seat in the, in the House. Bro, this is, that was like, there's no other ways but to describe it as an attempted coup in my eyes. I mean, coup, I feel like coup is a more powerful word, something slighter than a coup or a little lighter than a coup. Definitely coup would have been there if there was, I feel like if there was elements of direct help from the military or even an entire police force or anything like this that were participating actively, I think we Mm -hmm. can use coup. But coup, I feel like is a a lot more powerful to define the situation that took place in, in all fairness. What I mean by coup then, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. That's why I said attempt to coup, because for me, the way I understand coup, I mean, we have to unpack the reasons why this happened. The reasons why this happened is because a lot of misinformation, first and foremost, about the election results. People have been hyped up to say there's been irregularities in the electoral process in America. Therefore, delivering Joe Biden a win is trying to subvert the process of democracy, which obviously we know it to be a lie. The protest, if you want to call it a protest, which I call it again... Boy, if you want to call it a protest, not you, by the way, the royal you, people call it a protest. I don't know who goes to protest with explosive devices. I saw pictures of people with with zips, you know, zips that you used to take hostages with. (laughs) Like, I don't, that wasn't a protest, bro. If you're trying to take hostage law and lawmakers and politicians, that's more than a protest. You're trying to take power. This is a power grab. I mean, I don't know what else purpose zip ties would have unless you're planning to take hostages. <laughs> take hostages, could, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, like, who walks with zip ties to a protest? Like, out of all the protests I've ever been to, I've never, hey, let me grab a couple of zip ties just in case. Exactly. Like, and then we saw people, yeah. like, there were petrol bombs found as well. So, I mean, again, we know, again, for me, if, if you might not want to call it a coup because there was no assistance from the military. I mean, again, there was no active assistance from the military. But what we can say... That we know of. That we know of. Yeah, that we know of. What we can say definitively, this was allowed to happen. Yes. I, this I, was allowed. I, there's there's I, no yeah. way in God's earth 
the army, which is the country that has the most powerful army known to man in the history of man's existence, with more than 4,000 military bases across the world. There's no way their government building was allowed was just overrun like that without it being allowed. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. And and the easiest way to understand that, to be honest, like if you're having a hard time <laughs> understanding how it happened, is just imagine any other group doing the same exact thing. Like, could you imagine Black Panther members sitting <laughs> exactly. inside, on, on those chairs? You think that would have been allowed? You don't think there would be snipers there? You don't think it would have been handled within five minutes? Even if they overran it, you don't think all of it would have turned out different? Like you had pictures or you had videos of these protesters walking down the halls of Capitol Hill taking selfies with with the police. police. With police. With the police. Yeah. So there's definitely an element of allowance that's there from the side of the police, from the side of security forces, from the side that, you know, for whatever reason, did not deem them as a quote unquote enough of a threat to eliminate that threat. Because if it were any other group, it, they would have been eliminated. Right? Absolutely. They been I mean, we taken saw out. scenes, people barric like with Secret Service barricading themselves in the chambers of law making decisions with like furniture. <laughs> like I, I, for me, I just, I'm just, I, I know I'm very quite passionate and tensions are high. I'm passionate and I'm so impassioned in my voice because I'm thinking to myself, I just know for a fact if it was BLM protesting, and bearing in mind, we're just off the back of a wave of BLM protesters protesting, aren't we? We're off the yeah. back. We're still thinking the word name George Floyd is still in our minds. It still rings so, you know, we still hear it a lot in our vernacular in how we're speaking. And we saw the response of law enforcement. And my question is that Breonna Taylor was in her bed asleep and she was shot. Freddie Gray shot seven times in the back. All these people who are shot by law enforcement. Before whatever, you know, we, we know it's institutionally racist, even though people try to say it's not. But then, my, but then just like what, seven months later, eight months later, we see the government building overrun by white people. If, if, the, if that doesn't tell you that there are two Americas, then I don't know what, what will. Yeah. I don't know what will. I don't know what can convince you otherwise, from, in my opinion, from my perspective. I mean, and again, for me, the mindset yeah. as well, sorry, the mindset of the privilege as well, as you said, the mindset is that, we feel so confident in doing, doing this, we know there's going to be no repercussions. We know we can overrun the Capitol building and we won't get shot at. The, Many the, thing people was, yeah, yeah. the thing was this, right? That mentality that you're tackling, that mentality that you're talking about, that can also be demonstrated through the fact that these people did not go in there with bulletproof vests, right? Exactly. Some of them didn't even have shirts on, knowing <laughs> that they're not going to be injured. Some of them were dressed as Chewbacca. Armed. Exactly. So it goes on to show you another level of things that it's not only the fact that they knew they were going to do this and that there's harm in the way they didn't anticipate that level of harm. They didn't anticipate that level of reaction. And and that's how they went in. Right. Shirtless. Some of them with, you know, these costumes on or whatnot, knowing that as if they're going to a Halloween party, like they're not even literally the Capitol building. Literally, literally. So we have to let's talk about the run up to this. Do you believe Trump stoked this? He caused this. Oh, 100%. Think, think and about the Republican that are backing right? him. 100%. And and obviously I I you know one thing is Trump himself. The second yeah. level is the Republicans that uh verbally back Trump on this. And then the third level I would say are those that the Republicans specifically that stay silent because they're scared mm. to lose their their following, their backing because We've, we've seen this over and over again. 
throughout Trump's time. If a Republican turns against Trump, if they speak out against Trump, right, Trump would make a couple of statements and that's it. Their entire base yeah. is gone. Their entire yeah. following is gone. It's 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 there's nothing better to describe it than being a mob or a cult. Yes. Right? That whatever Mr. Trump says, we're going to do. If, if you know, one moment we've trusted this Republican senator to, that we'd vote for him for the last 20 years, and he's been going in the halls of Congress for 20 years, voting on wars, voting against us, voting, voting this and voting that, right? And we'll excuse all of that and we'll believe that he's fighting for democracy and he's fighting for against the left and he's fighting against this and he's fighting against that. But the moment that Trump says, oh, this guy's a traitor, all those 20 years of you know, service from that person. Again, it's perspectives, right? Go out of the window and you're like, that's it. He's, he's big government. He's betraying us. He's what happened to the last 20 years of you voting these individuals in? What happened exactly. to the last 20 years? You saying that this actually represents the, the people, right? That these exactly. people have the intent and the care and the well-being of the average citizens in mind. So it's, it's definitely a, a cult in a sense. It's definitely a mob in a sense that whatever Trump says goes. And I believe yeah. that this act that took place yesterday, right, or these acts that took place yesterday were directly, not indirectly, were directly incited by Trump. Because let me, again, the best way to understand this entire situation is to place any other group in that. Now, let's yes. say one of the famous activists from BLM or, yeah. you know, a, a Muslim preacher or a Muslim imam yes. said the same exact words that Trump said. And then ended his speech at, after the whole situation with the same way that he said, we love you. We love you. <laughs> How on earth do you think that would take place? And do, exactly. you, do you think that person would not be arrested and charged for inciting violence, domestic terrorism, right? Different levels of slapping charge after charge upon these individuals in comparison to what Trump did. And people are not connecting the dots. Like people don't really care. People give it a pass. Exactly. When it, then it comes to the question, why are the Republicans and politicians so bloody spineless? Yeah, I mean, that's what it is, right? They're just spineless. <laughs> there's I nothing mean, more to it. Like, this was an assault on democracy. And, there's, and even with that, people like Ted Cruz were still saying that, okay, we know what's happened, but we're still going to, you know, not accept the, the result, basically, from Arizona. I'm thinking, have you, have you not had enough yet? Yeah, what I think it is, if Ted Cruz were to go out and, and speak out against Trump or not yeah. contest the election or whatever it may be. If he does that, he loses his entire base, entire base right? He's mm -hmm. based off of these cultish-minded individuals that will mm -hmm. go with whatever Trump is saying. So if Trump is saying the election is stolen, this entire group is believing that the election is stolen, right? Yeah. I don't believe that the average person in this group actually thinks for themselves, uh, let alone objectively, right? Wow. It's whatever Trump says. He's done the research, or probably he's done. He has lawyers. He's they figured it out. It's definitely stolen. That's the type wow. of mentality you're finding. There's no second questioning that. Now imagine uh, Ted Cruz does that. He loses his entire voting block. He's not going to be elected. Mm -hmm. So for him, this is a moment, and that's why he's spineless. For him, this is a moment to decide whether he's going to side with the law, what is right. Right, what is fair, which is rare yeah. in many politicians from the left or from the right. Right, I don't think that's limited to any group. And if he does that, he's very likely not. He's not going to be elected again. Very likely, he's going to lose that base that he has. Now, if he goes with Trump, it is what it is, kind of thing, right? He gets elected again. He does his thing. 
he's probably thinking a few years down, people are going to forget Trump, right? Remember, this is the guy that ran against Trump. This is the guy that uh, talked about how vile Trump is during the yes. campaigns and, and yeah. how low of an individual Trump is. This is the guy that Trump made comments about his wife, right? So yeah. it's not like this guy loves Trump. It's all an act, right? It's all an act. It's all to fall in line with the mob leaders. What do you do? Do you take a stance against the mob leader? No, like right? Romney. You fall in line? Yeah, like Mitt Romney. And Mitt, Lo- Mitt Romney didn't fall in line, just so people don't get confused here. Yeah. But the people like Ted Cruz, right? You fall in line. And when you find your opportunity, when you find your moment, right, you take out the mob boss. <laughs> Literally. I mean, the thing is for me, what, but what you're speaking to just reinforces the moral decay that exists in American politics. You have spineless... To say there's moral decay is to say that there was morality morality in the first place. (laughs) No, but for me, it just speaks to the kind of level of lack of morality, lack of any sense of principles that exist at the heart of the quote-unquote best democracy in the world or the pillar of democracy. I mean, people are calling it a temple of democracy. I'm thinking the same temple of democracy that has voted on genocides, that has voted on, on wars, endless wars around the world. But anyway, so let's, mm-hmm. let's unpack it a bit further. Let's unpack it a bit further sure, now. Sure. In talking about what we're coming off the back of, you know, the protesters of, on BLM and, and things like that, what do you think this, yesterday's actions sends out to people of color in America? What message well, has been sent yeah. out? The, the first thing is that it's a slap in the face, right? It's a slap in the face to show you, like, there there are levels of restraint that the government can hold against individuals. Mm-hmm. Come on, like, you have somebody getting killed over $20 yeah. versus whether that $20 is his or not. Let's say the person stole the $20, right? Yes. Versus stealing things from the Capitol Hill bill versus yeah. breaking windows. These are federal felonies, right? Yeah. Breaking into the Capitol Hill building. Like, these are not petty crimes. These are not misdemeanors. These are federal felonies that we're talking about, committed by a group of people who were not only allowed in, right, who were allowed to walk out. Literally. Right? And not even arrested to an extent. So to the rest of America, to the minority communities out there, to the black community out there, this is a, a, a showing of something they already knew existed. This is a display of what they knew was embedded into the culture, into the society of America, what people have been speaking on when, when people say white privilege, right? Yes. But what's even worse, for me, the, the whole thing that took place yesterday is not the worst part about it. It's not the fact that people were able to break in. It's not the fact that they were allowed to do this. It's not the fact that they were taking selfies with the police officers. It's not the fact that there were shots fired inside the Capitol Hill building. It's not the fact that there was armed individuals walking in. It's not the fact that nobody took those armed individuals out. It's not the fact that they walked in with zip ties with whatever intention. It's not the fact that they were allowed to walk out. It's the fact that after this and while this was going on, there's an entire group Right? There's an entire population of Americans that are defending these actions as patriotic, wow. that are speaking about, I did not see any terrorism, rather I saw patriots, that are speaking as if there's a differentiation between these two, as this group is a group of patriots, whereas BLM were a group of looters. Right, mm-hmm. That is what is shocking to me. Right? That hypocrisy. level of stupidity, that hypocrisy. level of hypocrisy, right? it's, it's absolutely... There's no words to describe it, right? And I'm sure I mean, everybody's like, come across like, this. Exactly. It's like James Baldwin said. James Baldwin said, when a black person says, 
give me liberty or give me death. He is lauded as a terrorist, as someone who's hate, full of hate. But when a white person, a white man says the exact same thing, he's a patriot. He's a hero. And that's what we're yeah. seeing today. James Baldwin said this, you know, how many decades ago? And it still rings true to, in 2021. Yep. And, One and man's that, freedom fighter, another man's terrorist. Literally. That's exactly what it is. And there's the the level of of mob like mentality of stupidity that is there that is present in the people that are defending this is absolutely shocking right it's mm-hmm. it's just amazing like how can you be the same individuals that, that said 3 months ago hey hey let's not do any looting let's not do any this let's not do any that hey breaking property that's that's not cool hey breaking federal government did you see that uh trump tweet that was there as well in respect to this a couple of months yes. ago where he yep. said if you break the federal courthouses or something along these lines, right, there will be action against you, right? Yep. What happened? Isn't this federal property, if I'm not mistaken? Exactly. Right? Let's compare sure. Charlottesville, you know, very fine people on both sides talking about neo-Nazis, you know, very fine people on both sides. That's what Trump said, talking about neo-Nazis, yeah? Or, you know, we've heard the language Trump has used about when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Shooting starts. We've heard how Trump has demonized people of color, has demonized black people throughout his presidency. I'm sorry, but for me, if you still support Trump, there's no, I don't give a damn what you say about economic anxiety, which is just a cover up for white supremacy anyway. People do not want to let go of dominance. That's all it is. That's what it's about. Because if you can still support a man has been so racist outwardly, has propped up certain groups, he has emboldened bolstered a group of people in America that feel so powerful that they can just storm the Capitol building. And how does he end it with? We love you. That is yeah, America. Go home. Good night. Let me tuck you into bed. Uh, let me tuck you into bed. You know, go <laughs> home. Sorry. I'm sorry for your inconvenience, but you know, we've got, we've got to get things under control right now. I mean, I, at that level, I wouldn't be surprised if he came out handing out band-aids and he, you know, <laughs> medical wraps. Like, just oh, oh, you got hurt? You got hurt while you were breaking into the Capitol Hill building? Just compare when he wanted to take his photo up of the Bible outside the church, how he cleared people out peacefully protesting. Yeah, it's me one thing though. Sure. The police have it in them to exercise restraint. They yeah. know how to do it. So my question is then, can you absolutely and excuse my language, but can you reform that shit, bro? Can you yeah. reform that? Yeah. There's so going back to this, right? Exactly on the point that you're talking about. This is a wider discussion than just what happened yesterday. This because mm-hmm. it shows us that the police have the ability to restrain themselves. But mm-hmm. at the same time, to me, this shows one thing. This shows that there's a certain group of people that the police are not fearing their lives from, are not scared mm-hmm. of, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the excuse that we constantly hear on repeat is that the officer was fearful of their life. Yeah. Unconscious bias. The officer was scared, right? Or the officer was, you know, uh, is a a big black man, so it was it was scary for the officer in that moment. And you don't know in that moment how it, blah blah blah, all that stuff, right? And I'm I'm not taking away from every single situation that takes place, right? Because every case is on a case to case basis. But there's a level of fear that's present subconsciously or consciously, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to certain groups of people, right? And and to name a few, the BLM movement. Black Lives Matter, African Americans all around the country, in almost every city, in almost every uh, even suburb, because we we've seen uh, throughout last summer as well what took place yeah. with yeah. Ahmed Aubrey who was just jogging, right? Exactly. So there's a level of fear that's present 
that is not present when these groups that are completely armed, like I would be scared if I was the officer, right? Exactly. That are completely armed, militia style, right? Yep. And then some of them are even like, I, I'm more scared of the person with no shirt, bunch of crazy tattoos, you know, these, these costumes on like that scares me more. Like you're definitely up to something like, exactly. <laughs> and, and they're not scared, right? They're able to, to use restraint. They're able to just be casual and calm. I don't see them having their, especially remember that one, one scene when the guy was taking selfies, there was no guns drawn by any of the officers. They were calm. They were in their holster. Where's the fear, right? You're talking about people who are there for quote unquote, in their own words, revolution as patriots to take back America, to take back the government, to, to save the government, right? That's their intent. And they made it clear. Right. It's not like it's a hidden agenda. It's not like, hey, hey, let's look at their mission statement online. <laughs> exactly. They've made these things very clear why they're there. Look at the people who are defending these people online. Same exact reasoning. Right? And I want to so I want to I want to put your comments. Can you situate your comments for me amongst those people who said Colin Kaepernick's protests were, were unpatriotic? To say that what Kaepernick did was unpatriotic in the events of yesterday and to not yeah. even blink an eye or speak out about yesterday. Right. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely mind boggling. I can't even describe the level of hypocrisy that's present in some people. That action is unpatriotic. It's disrespecting America. It's disrespecting those that served. It's disrespecting our country. It's disrespecting. Absolutely ridiculous. Right. And then you go on and do this and say, hey, freedom of speech, freedom of this, freedom of that. But we heard people saying this is our house. This is our building. For me, white white privilege and supremacy is one hell of a drug anyway. Let's talk about what I find solace in, and maybe you can speak to this as well. Sure. I think my main takeaway of, of from yesterday is whenever anyone pipes up about BLM or how to protest or how to be a true patriot, I will now have endless reels of footage to show them of yesterday and say, okay, no one can talk about anti-BLM protests. Because as we saw some scenes out of these protests were you know devastating in terms of uh, targeting and the looting which we don't can which we don't condone however this doesn't this is minuscule those actions were minuscule in comparison to what happened yesterday in my eyes yeah so i have two things on that yeah. the first is that, that exactly what you're saying is probably the most beneficial thing from yesterday that yeah. it is clear-cut evidence right that can later on be used in any conversation, when people are protesting, when people are struggling, when people are, are even being unjustly scrutinized and uh-huh. taken advantage of by security forces, police, military, uh-huh. and on and on. So that this conversation can be brought up that, look, wh- why was your attitude different here? Do you not see yeah. you know, a, a hypocrisy in your own thoughts, in your own ideology, in your own um, actions? The, uh-huh. the, the second part of it is the worst part of it, you can say, is that the people that supported yesterday's ideology, they have a very binary way of thinking, right? Mm-hmm. If the people that are going out and committing these federal felonies, these acts of terrorism, let's call it what it is, right? Taking, quote unquote, the government, taking back America, all that stuff, right? If the people that are mm-hmm. going and committing that are white Americans, right? With Southern flags, right? Confederate yes. flags. Then- Confederate flag. That's a- Again, we've got to unpack that as well, but carry on. Yeah. Then the what we turn to is justification. Mm-hmm. The second option is if the people that are rioting or that are protesting or that are speaking out or that are whatever, on and on, are black, 
or minorities, yep. right? Then find the reason why they're doing that. That's, you know, you shouldn't do that. It's looting. You're hurting innocent people. You're doing this. You're hurting innocent property. Oh, let's, let's find out the reasons why this person was shot by the police, right? Mm-hmm. Let's not speak so early, right? Let's mm-hmm. not speak so early. Let's find out the reason. So their mind only works in these two ways, right? Yes. Either justify the actions or, right, deem it wrong, depending on the race of the per- person, depending on the group of the people that are doing that. Because I can guarantee you, again, we keep coming back to this point because it's so, it's so mind boggling that if yeah. yesterday it was BLM that did that, yeah, right. These same people that are defending these actions. Imagine if BLM stormed in that house and said, or Capitol Hill and said, we're taking back America. Yeah. Can you Native, imagine? Forget, forget that. If Native Americans did it, right? Because exactly. that statement, that statement could. It's true for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? If Native Americans stormed in and said, we're taking back America, we're taking back our country, our lands, our this, our yep. that, whatever it may be, right? If they stormed in and said that. What do you think these people would have reacted? Hey, 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 we should respect the law. Hey, hey, there's other ways to go about it. You don't really need to break federal property. You know, I was cool with your ideas until you started breaking federal property, until you started breaking into the thing, until you started putting fear in the hearts of the men in Congress, women out, until shots were fired. Exactly. We have to call it what it is. I'm going to call it what it is anyway. You have to understand the global pervasive narrative of white supremacy, which exists, humanizes some people and dehumanizes some people. It relegates certain human beings to subhuman status. That's what it's about. Because, because again, when we see young black men who are unarmed and who are killed, yeah, we see the, the let's just wait and see. Let's wait for the law. Let's wait for the electoral, I'm um, sorry, the judiciary process to be enacted. Or to be played out. Exactly. Let's wait. Exactly. Let's wait for the grand jury. Let lo- yes, it's bad. You know, you see all these pundits on Fox News, the Kellyanne Conways, and all these other people will say things like, "Let's just wait until you know what the information." So hang on a minute. You, you can say that, but then a minute ago, when we saw people who again, let's say you, let's say you even believe that the election was stolen from you, isn't your recourse to to justice taking you through the courts? Yeah. Do you not have to wait then for the verdict from the courts? But no, when it's your issue, you can take it to the, into your own hands and become vigilante groups. Yeah. Again. The, the, the thing is, you and I understand that. And I'm sure many of the people that are listening to this podcast understand yeah. that. The problem is these people don't understand that. They don't see yeah. that differentiation that they're making. They don't see the hypocrisy that's being implemented through their actions. They just can't see it. They always have, and, and you'll see this in the next coming days as well. And I'm sure anybody listening to this will see this in the next coming days as well, especially if you're on social media. You'll see these people defending the actions of what took place. Like, it's ridiculous to the level of hypocrisy from these people is ridiculous. Like, there's nothing else describing it except that it's just blind following of a mob leader, of a leader that's inciting violence, domestic terrorism, and there's yeah. nothing to it. Absolutely. And I find I just want to finish on this. I read a stat and I want to get you to speak on it. Again, moving forward, I think there needs to be, I don't know if you, I don't even know if you can reform some of this stuff. I'm, I don't know. I'm a bit of a skeptic. But I saw a stat that says 3% of American population own 80% of the military styled weapons and usually are usually right wing. I mean, I don't know. Speak to that for me. I know Americans, you lot love your guns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, obviously, usually people, again, this is not narrowly defining it because 
you'll have gun owners across the board, right? Left wing, right wing, you'll have gun owners across the board. But without a doubt, a lot of the the more right wing people, uh, a lot of the people that tend to vote Republican, more likely to be gun owners and more likely to have assault style uh, weapons. That's without a doubt. To a certain extent, it's normalized in certain areas. Like I know it's it's weird for people who are not from the U.S. to see it for the first time. Like if you go to certain areas in the South or even in yeah. Delaware, right? So I'm from Delaware. If you go, sometimes you'll see people walking around with a gun. Like they're not an officer. Wow. They're not nothing. Like they just have a gun strapped to their side, like to their waist, wow. right? They're nothing to do with security, nothing to do with police. It's just normal, right? Now, certain areas, you won't see it. Like usually in, in larger cities, that's not something that you'll see out in the open. Yeah, Areas on the East Coast, on the West Coast, depending on what what area you're in you usually won't see that but more rural areas uh southern states that's very common for people to have guns own guns owning guns is extremely common it's embedded in the american culture to a very extreme level you can say because they would see some of these semi-automatics as the right to bear arms and again there's different interpretations of what the right to bear a bear arms exactly refers to yeah. Um, there's always been a different difference of agreement between constitutional scholars in, in terms of what that means. Does it mean okay. that we need to have a military? Does it mean that each individual can arm themselves? Does it mean that includes assault rifles, Is that, you know, semi-automatics, automatics or whatnot? Now, that being said, none of that compares. None of the weapons that this minority group of Americans own combined together compares to the weaponry that's present within the military like oh, it doesn't course. compare like it's i want to ask him finally when joe biden says this is not who we are what do you think of that he's lying bro <laughs> <laughs> thank you good good <laughs> i'm thinking okay. to myself this is not who we are i'm sorry you taught the world a lot about violence let's yeah. be honest if he says this is not who we are right for certain people yeah that's not who we are like you won't you won't catch minorities storming into the capitol building that's not who they are Exactly. Um, you won't. But the the group that he's referring to and the group that he's trying to include, that's precisely who they are. Like, there's not, why else are they buying weapons for and stocking them up? Right. They believe exactly. that if it comes down to it, we need to take America back. We need to take the government. You, back. Know, you know, in a weird way, in a weird way, in a very, I don't know, in, in an alternate universe, at least they have heart. They have heart for what they believe in. Yeah. And, I res- and, I, and I can't say I respect it, but I, you know. <laughs> I give it where it's due because honestly, like a lot of people don't have heart of what they're believing, and these people do. Let me differentiate something though, because yes, they do have heart for what they believe in, but they don't face the same resistance. True. Like uh, in a sense, I'm talking about in a sense from the the government or security forces. Like yeah. for example, you can take an example of let's say an African American kid grew up like an average yeah. person, right, and now he has heart in what he believes in. But yeah. he's not going to be able to take the same level of actions that these people did true. because true. of the repercussions that will come after. So, That's yes, true. you know, they have heart in what they believe in, but they also know that they can walk inside of the Capitol building storming in without any bulletproof vest, knowing that majority of them will not get hurt. There's no pepper spray right in their eyes. There's no this. There's no that. Right. They know that that's going to take place. Whereas this African-American individual that we're using in this hypothetical example, if they were to do the same, right, they will lose their life. They will lose their loved ones. They will Mm -hmm. see their brothers and sisters fall for the cause. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a fair comparison to say that they have 
a level of heart. I agree with you. You know, they they have a level of heart because there's also no level of fear or a diminished level. I absolutely agree with you there. And I'm going to say just a final takeout is there are absolutely two Americas, one that privileges certain people and one that relegates another group of people to subhuman. You are listening to The Malcolm Effect with Mamadou. Please like, comment, subscribe, be that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And I will leave Imam Arkham, the lawyer, the Esquire's uh, <laughs> bio and socials in the in the description of this episode. Until next time, take care, guys.